Hello Mosaic, Pete Dave here. Good morning and a happy Sabbath to you. I'm actually on uh, vacation this week preparing for my doctoral defense. And in my place, um, I have a great friend uh, from uh, Missio Seminary, part of my doctoral program, who is here uh, to bring to you God's word, uh, Chad Hinson. Uh, he was part of my doctoral program and he's done and he has graciously given us his time to come and bring us God's word today. And so I just wanna introduce him. Uh, first of all, um, he is um, happily married and has uh, four uh, great children. And I just want to give you their names because it's interesting. The names of their children are Chastity, Chaz, Chad Jr. and Chandler. Um, those are his four children. And uh, Dr. Henson, he's um, had the opportunity and um, the mercy to, to minister to some really great uh, people. Um, he's ministered to, for, for those of you guys who, who know the NFL, he's ministered to Pete Carroll, um, the head coach of the Seahawks. He's been able to minister to Grammy award-winning um, musicians. And he's had the opportunity to, to bring the word um, to others in the NCAA in the sports world and so God's given him a lot of grace to do uh, these amazing types of ministries but really the the reason that I invited him is that he has a love for God's Word and he has a passion to bring God's Word to life to the people of God and so today he's come all the way uh, from where he is um, he's actually the, the senior pastor of the Alpha Worship Center and he's come all this way to bring us God's Word and so Please pray for him and encourage him, and please, as best as you can, uh, welcome him um, as he brings us God's word today. I greet you in the name that is above every name, the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is alive and doing well. Just giving a great thanks to your pastor who uh, has extended his hand in friendship. Um, I took a couple courses with your pastor, and I was always amazed at his commitment for, his, for Christ, but also coupled with his commitment for uh, you, the people to whom he's called to serve. And um, thanking him for this, his hand in friendship. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to know that uh, the next time, hopefully, I believe in God, that you see your pastor. He'll be a, a real brother beloved because he'll be doctor. Um, and so I'm excited on Wednesday. He'll be in the family, <laughs> so to speak. Um, I have my beautiful wife with me who's uh, been, been with me for 27 years. I think she's automatically got her place in heaven putting up with me for 27 years. But we're just so thankful for her faithfulness and uh, my good friend and assistant Tim um, is with me. I'm excited. Let's open up a word of prayer and let's get down to God's word. God, we, we come. We, we come as your people. Um, clear that this is some strange times. But through this book of Daniel that this wonderful community has been um, charting through, we are clear that there is hope in the midst of the madness. So, Father, um, let our hearts and our minds be focused. Um, let our, your spirit just speak to us as a community. And more importantly, Lord, always give us a strategy to incarnate this word into the life that you've blessed us to live. 
We thank you and we love you. And those who love the Lord, say amen. We're in Daniel chapter 9. Daniel chapter 9. And this book of Daniel is just so rich. Uh, um, but for the sake of time, I want to start at this Daniel's prayer. This whole context is his prayer. And I could really spend time all on this prayer. But since this is my first time, uh, I don't want to be, be so long that I'm like Paul. Somebody falls asleep. Um, I don't know if I can heal you from the dead. So we're going to just uh, pick up at chapter verse 6, Daniel 9, um, 16, the, the climax of this particular prayer. But I think the climax of this particular prayer brings to bear this reality that we're trying or this sermon point that I'm trying to bear that I think will help us as we gather as a community. Uh, Daniel 9, chapter 16, and here is the word of the Lord. O Lord... In view of all of your righteousness, acts, let your anger and wrath, we pray, turn away from your city, Jerusalem, your holy mountain. Because of our sins and the iniquities of our ancestors in Jerusalem and the people have become a disgrace among all our neighbors. Verse 17, now therefore, O Lord, God, listen to the prayer of your servant and to his supplication. And for your own sake, Lord, let your face shine upon your desolate sanctuary. Lord, incline your ear to hear, O my God, and hear. Open your eyes and look at the desolation and the city that bears your name. We do not present our supplication before us on the grounds of our own righteousness, but on the grounds, Lord, of your great mercy. Here's the, here's the crescendo. Here's, 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 here's his clothes. Here, he, he, he does this with passion. And, oh, Lord. Hear, O Lord, forgive, O Lord, listen and do not delay for your own sake, O my God, because your city and your people bear your name. God bless the reading and the hearing of his holy word. Well, a few years ago, I had the privilege on our anniversary to stay in a hotel that was recommended. And as I stayed at this hotel that was recommended, uh, we were very disappointed with the service. Um, they, the service was so bad, they transferred us into another room and the, we thought that the service would become better. But the air conditioner broke and the service in the second room was worse than the service in the first room. And uh, my wife, as I looked, was waiting on the phone and she's sitting on the phone and I'm asking, uh, uh, baby, why, why are you on the phone so long? She says, I'm being transferred because I want to talk to someone, uh, a manager who can do something in regards to our circumstance. Well, the reason why this illustration is used, because I believe that this illustration brings to bear a very significant point. Uh, this point that I'm trying to talk, teach today is that we have to have a pattern or learn or have a commitment and an intentionality on how we pray 
through the pandemic. If, that's, if, the, if you're a note taker, that'd be my theme. How do you pray? What are we praying through the pandemic? And I think it's critical because most of the time, I think we get lost. Uh, I think we get lost in, um, how can I say? We get lost in uh, uh, energies and lost into things that do not uh, benefit or give us what we need. We, we, get, we get lost in different uh, ventures and things that do not bear the fruit, the spiritual fruit that God is causing us to do. And so what we have to come to bear and what we have to come to grips with understanding that we have to continue our spiritual disciplines when it comes to our faith, especially during times of this pandemic. It's, it's, it's important now that we understand that prayer is significant. But when we pray, our prayer and Daniel, as I get into the text and we'll see, Daniel chapter 9 is not a prayer uh, that comes from the top. But it's a prayer that comes from a recognition of Israel's problems and blind spots. And I think that's, that's, that's the rub today. That's the, that's what the tension that needs to lie. Because when I'm talking about the church today, I'm not talking about mosaic. When I'm talking about the church, I'm not talking about the church that I represent alpha. When I'm talking about the church, I'm not talking, I'm talking about the universal church community has to come to grips and comes to bear that when we come to God, like the song that was sung today, we, 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 we don't come in our own righteousness. We don't, we don't come with our own merit. We don't come with our own uh, uh, worth. But when we come, we come ashamed because all of us individually and even as a community uh, have to come and understand that we have to lean and depend on God's mercy because of the unrighteous acts that we've committed as a community. Here, here, here's what John Gaudine says, and I think he, he says it much better than I am. It, for us to pray and us to be in this intercessory role that we see Daniel will come into, it requires an abject acknowledgement that we are wrong. As we got to first know that we're wrong. He says, we first now, we have to know and we cannot ask for anything on the basis of what we deserve, right? I can't ask on it because I am the church. I can't ask it because I'm in a position of power, but I must ask it in the confidence of God's mercy to emerge me from the abyss of despair. And that, that quote, I think, comes to bear that when we pray and when we're praying and we're having a pattern of prayer during the pandemic, we must have the proper posture of prayer and I think the posture of his mercy and an understanding of our fallen state and the corruption that has taken place in the church at large, I think will help us. Here, here, the book of Daniel. You've been going through the book of Daniel. I've been looking at the YouTube. Your pastor's been doing a wonderful job. But I believe that ch chapter 9 is the tipping point. It is the point now in chapter 9 here. Now, here's the beautiful thing about Daniel. It's, it's exilic. It, it's, it, it's, it's, it's filled with suffering. But in the midst of the suffering, Daniel give us, gives us a hope. Now, this hope, this hope is not trite. It's not, it, 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 it's not, it's, it, it, it's not unreal, unrealistic hope. It's not, it, 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 it's not triumphalism where, 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 where we're not dealing with the reality. But the hope that Daniel gives us is based on the sovereignty of God. That, that God, that God is still intentionally involved in the affairs of the life that we live. Now that's important today. That's important today because, because if we're not careful as the church, we can slip into a 
uh, thinking of deism, which could suggest that God is not intrinsically involved right now and that all God has done is wound up the watch and is sitting back and letting the clock tick to the end, which will limit us from our engagement into the world. But because we believe in God's sovereignty and that God is intentionally working even right now in our lives, in the church at whole, that's why we cannot disengage and we must follow Jesus into the world. Now, this chapter 9 is critical because now we see here that Daniel shifts from oracles. He's now preparing a time of fasting and prayer because he's in anticipation that there's going to be a rebuilding of God's church or of the temple. Now, when I say temple, and I use them church interchangeably. He's, 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 he's believing now, and he's heard the prophecy of, of Jeremiah, and now he's believing that, that, that the hope of the, the temple that's been destroyed the temple, which represents the, the, the relationship. Now, can I, can I, now, if I was at my church, I'd say, can I put a quarter in the meter and park right here? Let me, just, let me just park at this. Isn't it interesting as we make, as we leap into the now, that we have church buildings, but don't have relationships. And I'm not talking, and, and, and we, we're not void in the American church of buildings, of facilities. But here now in Israel, the building was connected to the spiritual formation. And now, now Daniel is expecting, he's, he's now, now goes to intercessory mode. Now, it's critical that we understand that Daniel is not praying for himself. He's praying as a representative for the nation uh, of Israel. He, he, he steps into a mode, and here's some intertextualization that can prove my point. Don't, don't you remember, if you have recall, when, 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 when God wanted to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, and, 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 and Abraham and, 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 and God went through this dance? Well, if there's 50, uh, will you save? And he says, yes. But if it's 40, will you save? And he says, yes. If there's 20, will you save? And he says, yes. And, 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 and he was able to get God all the way down to 10 and 10, 10. Don't, don't you remember when Moses, Moses, don't you remember when Moses went through the same intercessory dance with, with God? The, I'm going to destroy these, your people. And, 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 and Moses stands up, not for himself, because God says, we can start all over, Moses. And he says, no, 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 no. These are your people. Here, Daniel now takes on the same intercessory role for the people of Israel. Now, 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 what does he pray? I'm glad you asked. The first one, here's, the point. here's our first movement. Here it is. Daniel, in this particular context, in the verses that I'm picking up in this pericope, Daniel's first prayer for us is for communal repentance. Daniel stresses it. He wants communal, not this, notice, intercessory, not individual. He wants communal repentance by communal acceptance of their unrighteousness. Let's look at verse 16. Are you with me? Watch it. Oh Lord, in view of all your righteousness, let your anger and wrath, we pray, turn away from your city, Jerusalem, your holy mountain because of your sins. And watch this. Now he links it. And the iniquities of our ancestors in Jerusalem and your people have become disgraced among the nations. Just here now, Daniel, 
draws a line of demarcation between the sinfulness of the people and the righteousness of God. He, he draws a line of demarcation in between the pain and the predicament of the people of God. And he, and he now says, no, God, but you are holy. You are the holy other. You are distinct. Your ways are not like always. This is important, people of God, because sometimes in a pandemic, sometimes in the circumstances that we're living in, we can project on God and blame God for what we have put on ourselves or what we are going through ourselves. So, so Daniel, he first splits it. He says, no, let me first put you in the space and the place theologically you need to be. Then, then he says, despite the gravity of the times, God, no, 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 you are still God. But then he shifts and says, however, but we as a people, watch what he says, look how he shifts. He says, no, 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 but Lord, we have what committed sin iniquity we and not only us but 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 even our ancestors this is not what we've done he, when he says ancestors now he says lord we have a historicity with you where you deliver us but then we walk away from you when he talks about his ancestors now he's talking about how you delivered us from egypt but even when you delivered us from egypt we still turn away from you he's now bringing to bear the sin of having a lack of fidelity, a lack of exclusivity when it comes to loving and worshiping Yahweh. He is now taking on the posture to repent for a group or a community even though Daniel does not have a problem with his personal relationship with God. That's the problem. We think too individual when it comes to repentance. We think repentance always comes to bear on the personal sins that I've done. We think it's always this. But Hiawas helps us with this. Hiawas brings this to bear. He says, furthermore, we say we forgive us our sins. We forgive those who sin against us. However... The plural is significant. We're conditioned to think of sin as a personal problem or a private slip-up. Yet, the most interesting sin we commit are utterly corporate and communal, end quote. And so what he's saying here, I wouldn't to a church that experienced trauma from the last two pastors. And I realized that a part of my responsibility was to allow them to lament. <clears throat> and I also had to repent for sins that I didn't commit personally. However, because I am a part of the priesthood of the pastoral body, I still had to repent so that the community could heal so that I could, let's say this, put it this way, put trust back in the market. It, you make sense. First point, number one, you have to have what? Communal repentance. But, but, but the second point to me is where, 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 where you, you also have to have communal restoration. Daniel's prayer is not for Daniel himself. But Daniel now shifts for the restorative power of God to rest back into the church. Verse, verse 17, watch what he says. Now therefore, our God, listen 
to the prayers of your servant and to his supplication. And for your sake, Lord, here it is, an ironic blessing. Let your face shine. For your sake, Lord, let your face shine upon your desolate sanctuary. Here's here, Daniel is in his private prayer closet. And as he's in his private prayer closet, he is not trying to hoard the spiritual experience. <laughs> he, 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 he gets into his vertical relationship with God, but he, in some way he wants to pivot the personal encounter. And he wants this encounter to, to hit and draw bare to the church or excuse me, unto uh, uh, the temple. He, these words that he uses, Lord speaks of, of, of a relationship coming back to fruition. He uses this term in, to incline your ear. It's, it's this, this inclining of the ear speaks of God's capacity to, to, not only, to, to not only hear, but sometimes he can tune off. He, but this inclining is, is almost the imagery that he uses is intentional of a God that's stooping down to, 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 to hear Daniel's request. And, 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 and what Daniel uses now is what they call, is what we see an ironic blessing. Ironic blessing. Jump, jump over here with me if you have it. Jump, jump to number six, if you, if you will. Number six I'm going to tag that uh, 24th verse. Numbers chapter 6. I'm going to show you the same language. Let your face shine. He's now using the same ironic blessing which speaks of God's favor or God's restorative nature. And he's talking relationship with God. He's not, he's not talking things. He's not talking creature comfort. He's not talking capitalism. He's talking God's power. Watch what he says. Here it is. The Lord bless you and keep you. Here's his face. Here's really what I get at. This is the verse. But may the Lord make his what? You see it? Face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Now let's go back. Let's go back here. Let's go back. Verse number 18. Daniel 9. Let me show it to you again. Incline your ears to hear, oh my God. And hear, open up your eyes and look at the desolation and the city that bears your name. No, I'm Excuse me, I'm sorry, verse 17. Now, therefore, O oh God, listen to the prayer of your servant and to his supplication. And for your sake, here it is, and let your face shine. There it is. See it? That's the ironic blessing. But now he's saying, Daniel is saying, I don't want it from Aaron. I want the blessing. From Daniel saying, I want your face to shine on the sanctuary. At this point, you know, the sanctuary is desolate. The sanctuary is not even, is in ruins. And now he says, no, Lord, even in the midst of ruins, I need your face. I need your glory to shine in some dark places in the, in the church. That's what, what, not in the church. Maybe, people of God, our prayer should not always be centered on the world. Maybe everybody's talking about God is getting the world's attention through the pandemic. Could it be possible that God is using the pandemic so that he can get the church's attention so that his face could shine from the sun? Okay, here it is. Thank you, Lord, for the window. I pray that this illustration gives you a window on the power of the face. You know, have you ever walked into a, 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 a couple's house and when you walked into the couple, you can tell before you got there they were arguing, but, but when you got there, 
They were quiet. You ever have that type of walked in and everything? And you, you know, you can sense the uncomfortable ease as you walk in. You know how you can tell that they were arguing? Because they can't even look at each other. Because when you're angry and mad at someone, not only you can, you can talk now, but it's hard to look them in their face because you, you're angry with them. You, you have some frustration. But you know, have you ever seen two people that's really in love with each other? Just, just that's something you ever get these young married couples, you just can't get in. And, and what do you notice? What, what's the characteristics that you can tell from them that they just can't keep their eyes off each other? They can't keep their eyes off of. And that's what we're asking God to do. God, we're asking for you that when you shine your face back on your church, it's a representation of you restoring the relational aspect that comes with you. Give us your face to shine in our sanctuary. Now, after we have communal restoration, then we have to ask and pray and seek God's face for him to relent. We now request a communal relent. Uh, we, we, we appeal to God's mercy. Watch, watch, watch here. Here it is. Here it is. He inclines his ear. Oh my God. Open your eyes. Look at the desolation and the city that bears your name. We do not present our supplication before you on the grounds of righteousness but on the grounds of of your great mercy. Daniel now continues appealing to God's faithfulness. He continues to pull out God's attributes. He's continuing to, to define whom God is as a covenant-keeping God, as a God who's faithful, as a God who keeps his word. Whew, that's good news for me. And you know what? That should be good news for you. Mm-hmm. That we serve a God, the triune God, that is faithful to us when we're not even faithful to him. And in the midst of our flawed self, God has a way. To keep his promise. Now, now I like this because he's asking him, God, to relent. He's asking him to not put the full weight of the destruction and the disaster. Is there any way that you can hold back? And he says, the reason why I want you to hold back is one, because of how bad we are. There it is. He, 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 this is juxtaposed. This is antithetical to the fall of man. When the fall of man happened, we were hiding. We were hiding. We were shifting and we were blaming. We didn't want to take responsibility for our actions. But not here. Not here. Not here. No, no, no. Daniel says, no. It's me. It's Israel. We fell. And now, Lord, don't judge us. We're pleading for your mercy. Bart, Bart, Carl Bart says it better than this. He says it better than me. He says, 
Jesus is the judge that judges in our place and acts justly, end quote. The reason why we know this from a New Testament lens as we can look back at Daniel is because we know that what we should have received, God has relented through his son because his son was judged in our place and because he was judged, Carboth suggests he judged rightly and justly and mercifully. We got to believe and ask God for mercy. Here it is. In my junior high school days, I received a report card that, how can I say, wasn't so uh, uh, favorable. <laughs> and you know, this is a long walk home. You try to take the long way, but you know you're in trouble when the long walk is short. <laughs> and on that walk, I was contemplating what would I do? Do I throw the report card out? Because maybe if I throw it out, I, I, can, I can live to see another day. <laughs> or maybe I act like the report card wasn't today. And as I walked home, I just made up in my mind. I said, you know what? I'm just going to go tell the truth and let the chips fall where they may. As I entered into the house, my father was making spaghetti. And uh, I said, uh, Papa, I need to holler at you. I need to talk to you. I need to speak to you. I need to, uh, there's something very important I need to discuss. He said, son, I'm making spaghetti. We'll talk about the dinner table. I said, no, we might want to discuss this before we get to the dinner table. And as he sat down and I said, dad, I said, these are the words, dad, I blew this marking period. I promise you I'll make it up. Let me see the report card. I showed it to him. It's my fault. I'm not blaming teachers. It's me. He said, go ahead, get ready for dinner. We came down and we ate and I'm waiting, I'm waiting for the punishment. I'm waiting for the judgment. I'm waiting for it to come. And as I'm taking the dishes out, he comes and he looks at me in the eyeball and he says, you need to get it together. You got it. I said, I'm on it and walked up the steps. And here's, what I, here's the reason why I'm thankful is I am thankful in my life presently, not for the things that I have received, but I am thankful for the things that I did not receive that I should have received because of God's mercy. And here Daniel appeals to the mercy of God. God so that Israel will not feel the full weight of the judgment that has been upon them. Now, I'm, I'm thank you for your time. Appreciate it. I'm almost through. Communal restoration, communal relent. We have to have, but we have to believe that God will give us a communal reward. This verse preaches in its reading. The reading of this verse gives us hope in the midst of despair. And, and I, 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 I implore you that if you are having a week where the news is bombarding your brain, if you're having a week where the aftermath of, of the election and the polarized nation and the, and the pain becomes palpable, if you're having that week where you're just tired of the, the stress of the, of the pandemic, if you, this, this verse here that Daniel prayed in the midst of his pandemic is the same verse I contend will give us some hope in the midst of despair. I just, I'm just going to read it and then I'm going to just, just take my seat because I think this verse is so powerful in and of, of itself that it, it'll add measure to your own spiritual maturation. Watch what he says. Oh Lord, forgive. Oh Lord, these are his acts now. I need you to move now. Listen, 
This listen in this Hebrew means to listen, to move. This Hebrew connotation is just not a listening. I was riding up on the car and my wife was saying something. I shook my head. Then she said something else. She said, you're not listening. That's not the type of listening that this is referring to. This is talking about a listening that is about action. He says, act, act, mean move, means labor. Hebrew word that means to labor, to work, that God's going to to get this done and well, I love this here here it is but don't delay this delay means don't be behind get involved and what Daniel is asking God to do is to forgive us but don't just stay there move listen and act and I believe it I still believe that the God we serve Jesus Christ even now in the midst of our time is moving actively intentionally in the lives of his people through this place we call the church in the Lord's name. Let's bow our heads for a moment of prayer. Yeah. I know we've repented individually. And of course there's a necessity for individual repentance. Just for a few seconds, we're not just mosaic, we're not just alpha. We're taking on the role of Daniel as the intercessor. And I think there needs to be a moment of repentance, a moment that we even ask God to prick the heart of the church for repentance. Repentance for idol worship. Maybe power took the place of God. Whatever it is, we just have a moment of repentance for the church. Lord, we're sorry for the church, God. Thank you, Lord, that you've allowed this pandemic to pause us, to self-reflect. Lord, bring your church in. Not just here, not just where I'm at. Lord, we need your church to be the salt of the earth. So Lord, we, 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 we repent for churches all over. repent Lord and Lord we ask for restoration for your face to shine thank you for this branch of Zion Mosaic let this church be an example of your face shining shine so the world we know can see but shine so think we can be a standard for other churches to see so that the universal church at large can be a place where God's face shines Lord restore our services restore meaning not just a service when we come but restore our worship restore our relationship with you 
as the deer panteth after the water, so does our soul panteth after thee. Now, Lord, please relent. Don't know how long you are going to keep us in this pandemic. But I hear the Lord say it could be worse. So, Lord, we appeal not to our own righteousness, not in any goodness of our own, but we appeal on the only claim we can make, and it's the claim on the mercy of the judge of Jesus Christ. Lord, thank you for being our judge and being judged in our place. Now, Lord, thank you for these wonderful people. Thank you for this wonderful pastor and leader. We pray, Lord, that our, we get the rewards. Act. Listen. Forgive. And last but not least, Lord, do not delay. In Jesus' name we pray. And if you love the Lord, say amen. <laughs>